Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. Good morning and welcome to a another backyard show. Not quite as luxurious as your uh, poolside. Hey, you've got a lot of acreage back here. I think we're, I think we're referring to this as our backyard series. Yeah, there was like a subway series in baseball. This is the backyard series where we go back and forth and we do the show in each other's backyards. We can do mine next. Okay, and then yeah. we'll come back here. That sounds great. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for setting us up. We are here uh, in Zach's backyard and uh, provided the goods. Got Th- two crispy boys. Yeah. Might have to talk about this one later because I actually created a sour out of this one. Not brewing at all. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So Is that a fortunate or unfortunate thing? It was a really fortunate thing because my wife wanted a mixed drink, and she's like, oh, what is this? Is this a sour? And I was like, no, it's uh I mean, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Totally not a mistake. But no. um, we're actually happy to be able to do the show this week, get out of the studio and uh, away from the confines of social distancing around the office and mask wearing. So we're back in Zach's backyard on a, a glorious holiday weekend, this being yeah. Labor Day. And uh, I'm looking forward to a good show today, man. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for hosting and uh, yeah. you know another installment of our backyard series. Let's do this. Let's tip one back and get this thing going. Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. It is a, another installment of our summertime backyard series. This time, though, this week we are in Zach Miller's backyard, and uh, as much fun as it was for my neighbors to hear a radio show coming from the, on the other side of the fence, now your neighbors get to hear us talking about beer uh, louder than two adults should have a conversation in a backyard. Yeah, I think uh, I think my neighbors are closer too. I don't know. I based on uh, proximity and stuff. We're, we're we're a tight knit bunch here in the Sunny Me Neighborhood Association. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're definitely probably wondering. I've got a few guys down the street that actually wanted to be a part of the show, but I was like, no, nah, you guys can't come over this time. Hey, your HOA people are like, right here it says no broadcasting from your backyard. Does this classify as business out of home use or oh, something like that? Ooh. Oh yeah, you're in violation. Um, first of all, I do want to say big weekend at the uh, the Cluck House this last week. I made a major upgrade in my life, and after. Several years of faithful service. I retired my mini beer fridge and upgraded the beer fridge in the garage. Ooh, now it's got a freezer section, doesn't it? It's got a freezer section. Yeah, I, I know. This is all quick cools. This is how small my life is. I felt the need to share my new miniature fr- refrigerator on Instagram. <laughs> but uh, I was pretty pumped. Uh, our buddy Old Man Ernie got a, a hell of a deal on one of the garage sales. I was like, you know what? It's time. But the new one, it easily holds probably two dozen 16 ounce cans. Ooh. And then it's got the uh, a room for a couple of bombers on the door as well as a six-pack of, of, of normal cans. So I'm like, you know, hashtag blessed that I can have more beer in my garage. And you're clearing out the, the regular fridge inside your house, right? You don't have to worry about that at all. Yeah. And, and now, keep a lot of cool ones. And uh, because of the freezer space I now have in the garage, I can keep the uh, the vodka pops from uh, from Ooh. Costco <laughs> Ooh. Out, with the rest, out with the rest of the alcohol. So... Yeah, You're ready for a party. Hey, You're ready for a backyard party. Zach, just just note when you don't have kids, these are the type of things you need to brag to people about. Yeah, okay, but like you know, my son started back in school. I'm like, I got a new refrigerator for my beer. <laughs> uh, it was a little ready bit for a party. It was a little bit sad though because you know it was a tiny little refrigerator, but it was like a roadmap of the breweries I've been to the last three or four years because oh. I covered the thing with beer stickers. So you're like, wow, I feel like I'm giving away a little bit of my uh, my. My craft beer enthusiast history, but it was time to start over. I got. I'm going yeah. to be visiting some uh, some Fort Wayne area establishments tomorrow. So, hey, maybe it'll be uh, it'll be time to to start over with new stickers. But I did get a yeah. little a little overclamped. You know, when you sell a car that means a lot to you, you're like, well, there oh. there it goes. Sold a little beer fridge. I'm like, well, there you go, buddy. All your stickers are off to. It was like every beer festival around South Bend I've ever been to. It was just like, okay, there's 
There's the one I got from uh, from from Crooked U. There's the stickers I got from Dark Lord Day. Just all the way around. I was just so. gonna say there. That's uh, that's something that we need to have again. I know that Junior Achievement had their beer and wine fest a couple of weeks ago, and we need now another beer fest that we can have outdoors. So that way we can go get more beer stickers and some cool swag and stuff. Yeah, that's always yeah, the best yeah. part. I'm like, ah, uh, nice beer. What swag you got? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> show me, uh, show me the best swag. Can I have that bottle opener? No, oh, not now. Yeah, Wait, we, well, maybe at the end. We've been threatening for a long time to do just a swag show because I, I'm a swagaholic. I'll come home from Fort Wayne tomorrow with, I guarantee, it, two or three different new uh, beer shirts for Beer Shirt Thursday. But I, there's something about it, man, and I know what it is. It's the alcohol because I walk in and I don't immediately think I need a new beer shirt. <laughs> I have three or four, you know, drinks. You're like, this place pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that shirt's kind of neat. Yeah, that would look good on me. You know, it, it takes three or four drinks for anything to look good on me. I think so. So when you're you're getting ready to buy the beer shirt, are you like, are you looking at the the low numbers, like the twenty dollar t shirts, or are you looking at the big spenders, like the thirty five plus um, outerwear? It all depends. If it's if it's like from around town, if it's like a like a Yakida or Crooked U, I I always I always go for the T-shirt. Yeah. But if I'm out of town, I, I feel like I'm a tourist. I'm on vacation. Ooh. You know, you're usually partying a little bit harder than you normally would because hey, vacation. Yeah. So so I'll go for the you know the thirty five forty dollar work shirt. Sometimes those are those are great and uh, and not. Not too often do I pull the trigger on a hoodie. Oh, no. I Hoodies, think, I feel like, shrink so much on me, so that's a, a big investment. And I think, you know, sometimes with a lot of uh, craft breweries, it's a lot like concerts. Like, they just said, I don't know, 60 bucks? Someone will pay 60 bucks for this. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, yeah, I'm like, you know, this is a hooded sweatshirt, right? Like, <laughs> a hooded sweatshirt, $60 for real? It's the same thing like if you go to Founders and Grand Rapids. Some of the bigger craft breweries, have, like Bell's, have the uh, the bicycle jerseys. Oh, yeah. Those, you know, those are big all, money spenders. Almost universally across the board, always an $85 purchase. And, and all I can think is, is you know, you're, you're wasting all the money. You're saving on gas by riding your bicycle. <laughs> On this nice tight jersey. Maybe I'm just jealous because I would look, you know, like a stuffed sausage in one. But <laughs> I was telling my brother, he's got a lot of bikers that come through his brewery in Stone Mountain, and I'm like, dude, you totally need the biker jersey. That would look awesome with your logo on it, make it like hot pink and stuff. And I don't understand what the I don't understand how these two worlds converge. I know with the craft brewery, there's a lot of environmentally forward thinking in the community. You know, maybe it's maybe that's how it starts. But yeah. every brewery you go, especially along the lakeshore, up and down Michigan, all the way to Michigan City, every every brewery near near a bike path, it's like that's their thing. I don't get it. It's got to come out of like maybe- two two beers, and I do not feel like getting on a bicycle. <laughs> no. No, I, I feel dangerous on, especially those type of road bikes that they're like cruising yeah. around on. I'm like, those tires are a little too thin for me. Anytime you have to clip your feet in pedals after having a couple of beers, I'm like, you're really taking your life in your hands. Yeah. And some of these guys will cruise from like Michigan City, Chicago, all the way back up to St. Joe in the course of an afternoon. Stop at a couple breweries. And, every brewery. Yeah. And, I wonder if you work it off. Well, and I know in a legend in your neighborhood is that after a few Crispy Boys, one Zach Miller will rollerblade to a store. I will. Yeah. I'll head down Jefferson and uh, go down to uh, Citywide and just... I, I've got my little route, and uh, one way getting there is actually a lot safer, I've realized, than coming back. <laughs> <laughs> mm, smart. Because <laughs> I'll go around the other side of the, the Citywide there, and, I, and there's um, an area where the road turns into kind of like that brick pattern. Oh, that's rough on some rollerblades. Yeah, that's rough on rollerblades. So I've now I've gone back around and gone East Race, uh, East Race, yeah, East Bank Trail. That's anybody, what it's called. Anybody in your neighborhood say, "There he is. There's the rollerblade guy. Rollerblade guy. There's John Junior of the uh, of the South End of town." I have been asked if I played hockey before, and I'm like, 
Yeah, a little bit. Here and there, no Here big deal. You play, used to play in college, not a big deal. No. Well, we should have got ourselves off track, but we do have a lot of show. You know what it is? It's is? We're outside. We're having a good time. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, we're enjoying Crispy Boys. Out. So uh, we're just, uh, this is actually kind of a sad weekend. It's Labor Day weekend. Everybody has Monday off. So, hey, we get an extra day to uh, tip back a few and relax. But this also means that summer's over. Got to put away the white cargo shorts. Yeah, I was telling you a minute ago before uh, we hopped on the air that I, I had to schedule the pool closing. Like, summer's oh. summer's done. It's, it's over. Yeah, it, it's over, bro. So as we look back on the uh, the summer that was 2020, do you have any, as far as what would you say your official drink, like what was the summer of Zach drink this summer? Um, man, I did a lot of the, I did a lot more crispy boy stuff than I normally do. And I found myself like getting founder solid gold, which we're drinking now. Yeah. Tip top. Um, and doing, doing more of that, like low ABV, super, um, super sessionable stuff. Like I, I mean, I even dipped into the macro stuff, like the Miller lights and, um, yeah, I, I would say that that would probably be where I was at. I tried a couple of new things and a couple of old favorites and stuff that came back around, like the Rocket Science Sour, that one, um, plus two Toms, which yeah. you're going to. They have a really good, um, it's like a pina colada type uh, IPA milkshake. They had a key lime uh, that was available at Hop Station pre-COVID. And it was out of this world fantastic. Oh, so, gosh. They've got good stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying some of their stuff when I head over there tomorrow. I think if I had to narrow down, uh, I, I the craft the craft beer that I actually probably had the most or drank most frequently uh-huh. um, is Maplewood's uh, Juice Pants. Ooh, that and Son of Juice Pants are two tip-top. Yeah, they also have, there's Juice Pants, Son of, Son of Juice Pants, there's Juice Jorts. Which Just is George? Yeah, it's a more sessionable version, but um, Old Man Ernie turned me on to the Maplewood stuff. I had never heard of these guys. They're out of Illinois near Chicago. And it's solid. It's relatively easy to find. It's mm-hmm. it's a little bit, from a price point standpoint, you can pay anywhere between 12 and 16 17 bucks for a four-pack. So it's not like, buy a dozen. Yeah. But uh, I've probably had that one of those maybe once a week all summer long nice yeah that's a good go-to beer yeah and it's really coming out as one of my favorite because i'll you know most often just grab you know my my i'll get a nice four pack for the weekend and then you know just session it up the rest of the time so i'll grab something from bare hands but then uh since maplewood started being carried out the south out of town at the uh, the belmont on ireland and ironwood which is where i <laughs> do the frequent the bulk of my shopping that the blarney stone there on uh, on miami uh that's They've both started carrying that beer, so I'm able to find it with a pretty pretty regular basis. And then uh, this summer, I took a weekend every every month this summer and just indulged in a classic old school uh, beer from from back in the day. Ooh! And I forgot because you know we all get on that thing where you, you get attached to something, whether it's a, a juice, a hazy IPA. Yeah. You hammer all those if it's something West Coast. If you're stouts in the in the fall. I needed to break it up a little bit because it had been a long time since so I went to the store and bought like a six pack of Miller Genuine Draft. Like, you know, the, I didn't even know they made that anymore. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> copper can with the black label, and yeah. uh, and for starters, you laugh because you think this is so cheap. It's practically soda. They're selling beer for six dollars for a six six pack of you know sixteen ounces. Yeah, but it was also it was really good. But it also makes you a little nostalgic when you first started you know drinking when you were twenty one, twenty two, and kind of started to you know realize you liked beer a little bit. But before craft came along. And it was—it's like a, almost like a palate reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, it's it's like that. Uh, it just tastes like beer, you know. Yeah, that's like what it takes you back to. Um, now that you say that, I think about Narragansett, which is that, here in town. That was another fun one. one. Yeah, you, you brought to the table over the summer. Yeah, have you tried their shandy yet? I have not. Oh, no, not, not, not good. Cleared. Not yeah, good. Not good. Uh, based on your recommendation, I was like, or unrecommendation, non recommendation for it. Red like, flag. Yeah. I downvoted it. Gave it a bad review on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, yeah, no, thank you. But the regular Narragansett's fantastic. Yeah, it, and it's just got that classic flavor. Like, it's like a a Rhode Island brewery that just it it tastes like you know you. You'd want to drink it on a boat or something. And you do, especially with some of the you know intensely flavorful sours that we've been able to get our hands on and, and the hazies, the double IPAs. After a while, you just get taste bud fatigue where yeah. it, it sort of just all blends together. So it, it did help me a little bit uh, to take a weekend a month. Every uh, every month this summer, sort of just get back to the classics and remember why you know why you appreciate the flavor of a good hazy is because back in the day, all we had was the flavor of a good lager or a good uh, pilsner. That's true. Yeah, and then uh, we look at um, like Treehouse and Trillium and the New England styles that really brought that forward. Yeah, and and so I mean, I'd even like to get back to some of those and just taste what a good like. Heady toppers like you know yeah pour it from the pour it from the can check it out see how hazy it is and then and now as, as we also talk about the end of summer we get to start looking forward to you know the fall beers the October fests love to talk about those too yeah They're coming, out. coming around the uh, the stout way have you had any pumpkin stuff yet um like pumpkin beer yeah I have not had any pumpkin beer I did get a pumpkin cold brew coffee the other day I got a pumpkin spice latte last Saturday I'm like nice. it was like second day they're available I'm like yes fired up yeah yes I did see that New Belgium has a Pumpkin, a, a spicy pumpkin voodoo ranger. Ooh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I put it on the uh, the music to my beers Twitter about a week or two ago, and all I can think is there's no way mm. this is going to be any good. And I want to I want to try it, but I don't want to commit to a full six pack. Yeah, are we already talking about fall beer? Should we get into that a little bit later well, in the show? Well, we can get into that. You know, it's Labor Day. We have to put away we have to, Labor Day tomorrow. We have to put away our white drinking pants and break right. out our our fall apparel. So, thank you for joining us live from uh, Zach Miller's backyard. Beautiful South Bend, Indiana, for another edition of the Music to My Beers Backyard Series. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers B-Movie. Music to my beers here on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. It's another Backyard Series episode. Here we are from Zach Miller's Backyard beautiful scenic south side south bend indiana and we're pleased to be here i think it was old man ernie who was driving past my house one time because sometimes i check into beers from the sunny mead brewing company and he was wondering where i was drinking all those beers from <laughs> so happy to be untapped at home yeah my my sister-in-law in phoenix did that they i don't know what they named the thirsty feline lounge or something and i thought Oh, cool. When the next time I visit, we'll probably go there. She said, that's that's my, my kitchen. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, so I've already had a beer there. Fantastic. <laughs> I'll just check in from right there. Thirsty Feline. If you've been with the show any amount of time, you know that uh, the very first ever special feature we rolled out all those many years ago, and it's been like six years now, yeah. is uh, we take time out, we talk about a movie, pair it with some beer, give it a rating system, and uh, we go from there in a little segment we call The, the B-Movie. Movie. And you actually picked this week's movie, and I'm fairly certain we've done it before, but... It's might be a good one to revisit. Probably on the Mount Rushmore of movies I could watch an unlimited amount of times. And Comedy Central will be right there for you every single yeah. time you want to see it because they'll show it I be- every, all day, every day. I believe it's 1999. Yeah, that I I think you're right. The, right at right there. The classic 
office space. Oh yeah, Jennifer Aniston's uh, Friends years. Was she even doing Friends at that point? Or yeah, she, okay. she like Friends was still like its first few seasons. Okay, it, you know, it hadn't become the huge juggernaut at that point, which is why she was doing you know a a bit cameo in a Mike Judge movie. Peter, <laughs> yeah, check it. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go first, and this, and I, as I said, like the Mount Rushmore, I can I can watch this movie. I've probably seen this movie fifty, eighty times. Mm-hmm. When I was in college at Western, my freshman year, uh, we all got a big party house, and everyone first got. That's when people were getting their first DVD players. It's like year uh-huh. two thousand ninety nine somewhere in there. Yeah, and I don't know what it was. For, that's when DVD players first became priced, so you could get a couple hundred bucks. And you know, after you've spent your money on your DVD player, you had ten dollars left over for a DVD and Office Space. For the entire student ghetto in Kalamazoo was like, for some reason, that was the DVD we all bought. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, we had Office Space and Joe Dirt. Those were the only two DVDs we had for like four years. So we would just throw it on all the time, and we'd constantly watch it. And it got to a point where we could quote every single line from the beginning to the very end. That's amazing. Yeah, and, uh, and our DVD, I'll never forget, our DVD player was some cheapy Best Buy thing, but you could pause it. It was the first time we'd ever be able to pause without the lines and then zoom in. Oh, so yeah. when you're watching Office Space, you see documents on the wall or like the TPS report. You can pause it, zoom in, and see exactly <laughs> what it is. Oh, hours of fun when you were you know <laughs> drunk with your buddies. Yeah. Um, I, still, I'm going to give this movie ten on a ten scale, one hundred percent of the time. I mean, how many lines do we quote from this? And it was funny because I showed the movie to my dad who worked in an office, and he's like, that's not funny at all. Why are you laughing at this? Oh. I thought, oh, all right, cool, man. I guess uh, <laughs> mm, I guess we're different. I'm going to give this a uh, one six-pack of my all-time favorite beer for one of my all-time favorite movies, a Two-Hearted Ooh. from Bells in Kalamazoo. Nice, nice. Um, I, I have seen the, the movie probably not as many times as you, um, but enough. I, I own the movie. I, I bought the DVD. I watched it a million times. I thought it was hilarious. I got into kind of a, like we work at an office, so we can point out all the different characters in this movie. Yeah, or like there's a slacker in your office. You'll say to your buddy, like, what would you say you do here? <laughs> I'm a people person, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Uh, also, the guy that um, he, ended, he ended up getting the, the injury and then having all that money. Um, and I can't remember. Steven Root is the actor because yes. he, like, he's in. He was an old brother. Where art thou? He was on news radio on, uh, back in the day. Nice stapler. But he's almost unrecognizable because of the way they made up his face and those glasses. Yeah, they stick him in the basement. They didn't quite fire him. Yeah. They didn't tell him to his face. They, they let fixed him. the glitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if we want, we can spend the rest of the show just quoting Office Space lines. Seriously, <laughs> we should be like one of those one of those weathercasters that'll pop up and just work like seven or eight movie titles into their forecast. <laughs> We'll just work an office space quote to the rest of the show. I think that would be awesome. Uh, I'm going to also go with one. And I, I traveled back over to uh, Elkhart the other week for... Um, Look at you getting out, Gulliver. Uh, no, I, I really wanted to visit Westwind again because I just... I love what those guys are putting out. And I, I saw that uh, Adam had posted something in the, the Music of My Beers Facebook group, which we'll get to a little bit later. Um the I Have Spoken, which is uh, a play on The Mandalorian, that show. Have you seen it yet on Disney Plus? No, I don't have Disney Plus. I'm oh. not a Disney Plus. I'm not a uh, Verizon customer. Oh, season two uh, comes out October 30th, so we can look forward to that. But they released this brew. It was a uh, double dry hopped um, hazy and came in at like a 7-1 called I Have Spoken. So I'd give it one I Have Spoken. John Favreau said that season three of The Mandalorian is going to be on time despite really? the pandemic because they had already started filming it. Oh. Uh, 
after because they they knew they got the green light for season two, so they just went and filmed that. They started working on season three before the pandemic hit, so they're they're gonna be able to hit the ground running. And he said that the That's way they awesome. filmed the Mandalorian, he goes, we could still complete the episodes without you know breaking social distancing because a lot he's like a lot of times what you see on screen is not actually. The people you see on screen, yeah. not, not, that's not the way it was shot. So they're able to do it all uh, remotely. So, wow. Well, and I, I was also fun thinking, fact for Zach Miller. Well, I was thinking the Mandalorian never takes off his mask too. So I mean, there that solves the mask issue. It could be anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't come in. You got COVID. Just throw somebody else in the suit. They'll be fine. Yeah, it's like the Power Rangers. We grew up with that. Right. All those people in the costumes, they weren't even from this country. I know. I was a little bit older when I heard that. I thought, what? <laughs> it was like the veil of stupidity was lifted from my eyes. <laughs> so there's your B-movie for this week's Music to My Beers. <laughs> hey, i got to give you credit, man. Your grass is about a million times healthier looking than mine. You think? And I know we got a lot of rain this week. Dude, it, it was like four weeks ago my grass just died, and I, I just thought, I'm not going to water this. I'm just, you know what, let it go. Yeah. My wife was like, should we be watering the grass? I was like, I don't want to spend the money on that. No. <laughs> Not this late in the season. No, and then I, f- I feel real bad because the neighbors on both sides of me got irrigation systems put in. So I'm like, oh. now I'm that dude. I'm the one guy who's got like the dead grass on the lot. It's like, oh, but Looks yeah. like patchwork from an aerial view. Yeah, this is great, though. you got a, a lush backyard. you got a fire pit back here for enjoying yourself. And as we get toward the, the fall now, because Labor Day's tomorrow, and we have to put our white slacks away for another oh, six months. No. Anything you're looking forward to drinking out by that fire pit later on this fall? Yeah, it's, it's actually one that I, I look forward to drinking every single season and it's typically it's typically Notre Dame first home football game you know it gets nice and cool and crisp and it's the perfect drinking weather for an Oktoberfest but not just any Oktoberfest beer the one from Sam Adams from Boston I love Sam Adams Oktoberfest it comes in a nice little like stein can so like the the lip of the can is a little bit uh, higher I hadn't noticed yeah yeah it kind of looks like a, a stein when you drink it so, yeah, just next time you check it out. Yeah, I think, you know, we've talked about it on the show the last few years. Like, I was real, I was not a big fan of pumpkin beers. Mm. Didn't particularly care for the fall-type Oktoberfest. That, those transitional beers that we find ourselves uh, having foisted upon us between, like, late August into probably early November. And this year, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a pivot. Ooh. For another friends reference here on the show, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to indulge a little bit more than I than I normally would, and just and see if I can see if I can find something that speaks to me because we've also talked about the genesis of the show's been going on so long now. Like if you went back and listened to one of the first ten episodes, the beers we talked about then, and the beers we were excited about, and the things the styles we gravitated to, we don't talk about any of that mm-hmm. now because our tastes, our palates have evolved, um, offerings have evolved. We've only been able to get more and more. Uh, styles uh, thrown at us so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna take a break sit down and really not invest but just you know sit down and and find something about that particular palette of flavors that that will draw me in yeah well and and you can make it a party too because i've noticed like uh elysian puts it in the the 12 packs now where they include four different pumpkin beers that they release the punkachino is another one that i'm a big fan of um kind of has that coffee flavor it was the best one of the bunch, but there was there was a period of time where I would try almost every single pumpkin beer that I possibly could. If I didn't like it, I'd dump it down the drain, much like the the meme that I posted earlier this week. <laughs> I would drink a pumpkin beer. I know we talk about drain pour if a beer sucks or you don't like it. Yeah, it's a drain pour. Pour it down the drain. And maybe just because I'm a glutton, I have a real hard time wait like with food waste. I, oh, I, yeah. I hate to see it. I'm the same way with beer. And like the only beer I've ever given up on was that Jägermeister beer we had from uh, from Arrogant Bastard that was just absolutely vile. But everything else, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get through this because 
I've also had beers before where the first couple sips don't really do it justice. Oh, yeah. And by the time you get to the bottom of a bottle, you're like, okay, all right, now I kind of see what that, that beer is about, and my opinion about it's changed a little bit. You know the beer I also give up on is the one that you know I, I start drinking after uh, late night in the party, and mm-hmm. then I leave it somewhere, and I can't find it, and the next morning I'm like, who left this full beer <laughs> sitting out? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That's me. Yeah, it, it, and not to make a, a really another fat guy comparison, but it rem- some of these beers remind me, the way because the way you'll, you'll start with it, your opinion changes as you drink it, is uh, the Lay's do us a flavor oh, chips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's always the first bite of any new flavor sucks, but after yeah. the third or fourth chip, you're like, you know, this chicken waffle look pretty good. Like, I get it's it. pretty good. Yeah, the first one, you, you think, ah, like they have a tzatziki one right now, and the first chip, you think, this is mm-hmm. gross, but I don't want to waste the bag, so I'm going to just make myself like them. But by the, <laughs> by the second handful, you, you start to understand what the, the flavor profile was. And also, if I'm not really jamming on a beer, maybe I'll buy a six-pack of it this fall. Mm-hmm. I need to to start doing a better job of finding things to pair it with that will make the flavor make more sense. Oh, okay. You know, so, like, like maybe have it with a particular food or a particular munchie that that will draw out that flavor a little bit. You know what you should do with uh, if you're trying to get into Meritsons in the Oktoberfest style? Cook it with your bratwurst. Do a little bit of onions, a little bit of butter, and like simmer it over the stove. And then you'll finish them on the grill, of course. But just let yeah. it simmer for a little while. And that kind of brings out the flavor from that Meritson, too. That's, a, that's a pretty great it. idea. I think that, st- I think that, that one is the, clo- is the one I'm closest to you know, accepting yeah. a little bit more. It's going to take me a while, but uh, and then of course we're getting into stout season, mm-hmm. uh, which I can't wait for. Oh man, what? just sitting around a fire drinking stouts, the the black motor oil like might have a sweetness to it because it's got some added adjuncts and stuff like that. But. Yeah, and, and tip of the hat to you if you can down a stout in the August heat, but like nothing nothing is appetizing to me because I go down to the beer cellar and, and just you know do some laundry and take a peek at it while I'm pulling clothes out of the dryer, and I think. You know, a KBS or or oh, a yeah. Bourbon County, it just I I can't do it, man. The summer months, I cannot do it. I think it all depends on to the mouthfeel because my brother had a stout down at his brewery when I went and visited, and I tried it, and I was like, okay, I can see why you did this because it was a nice thin stout. It almost drank like a, a dark brown or a porter, but um, it was a stout. I mean, he classified it as a stout, and it, it was nice and sweet, and it ended up being a, a pretty good nightcap. But it's all about the mouthfeel because it's, if it's too heavy, I can't do it. Like if it's got that, that dark lordy, thick, oh, you know, that umami S A E thirty, just soy sauce. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? We're not too many more months away from from that happening. It's going to be just a garbage week weather wise upcoming week in here in, uh, in Michigan. So hey, maybe maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll have stout season earlier than normal. Oh, that that's not too bad. Yeah, I mean we're already are are having a kind of different football season, different fall anyways, So why not throw stouts into the mix? It would be. Uh, it wouldn't even raise an eyebrow in 2020. No, if we got no. snow in October, but like, of course we would. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. It's 2020, dude. There are no rules. Get drunk on a Tuesday. Who cares? First weekend in October, we're getting snow. I think anytime after 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning, it's like the afternoon because you start drinking, drinking a little earlier. You have a little brunch and have a yeah, little, I mean. have a little bromosa. Carry on with your day. That's what I'm here for. Uh, speaking of bromosas, actually Oberon and orange juice. I got like the last six pack of Oberon at at uh, I think it was your Belmont. Over off for Ireland? Yeah. Over there? Yeah, I picked up like one of the last six packs there. She's like, oh, this one's not going to be around for a while. Yeah, I think earlier this week, Bells tweeted out that this was the last week for uh, for Oberon, and it's done. Surprising. I'm surprised they don't carry that one like all year round. Much like a summer sh- shandy. Is that going to be in your pick six this week? Uh, it is not, no. no. No, a different Bells one is, though. Okay, all right. Well, here we are into our pick six segment. 
uh, Zach and I go back and forth, and we, we each rattle off three beers. Could be beers we want, beers we had that were awesome, or beers that we want to get our hands on. Am I taking one of yours if I choose the spells one? No, go ahead. Okay. Um, so, Buddy up at Niles Brewing, um, Brandon, he came back from Kalamazoo on uh, Saturday. I met him because I brought uh, a peach beer back for for him. Boy, between that Westwind, you were quite the man about you were quite the man about beer town this last I was week or so. Hopping around town, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, I, uh, I went up there and and he actually had some bells double two hearted because he just got back from Kalamazoo and that was like. That's apparently the only place that you're going to get it, right? Up there in the actual general store? Yeah, it's a it's a brewery-only release from what I understand. Oh, man. Well, I know that my buddy over in the uh, Goshen at the spring, he got a keg. So, I don't know. I know that it's... Maybe it's only... No, you know what? Because last, last summer it came out, we got some down here. At, in bottles or kegs? In bottles. We did get it in bottles. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I don't remember... This year that they were doing it different or something. Uh, mm. I don't know. Mm. If you can find it... Go for it. If you can't, I'm sure that you there might be a few left up there at the general store. And even if there's not, I mean, you're going to find something you like. You could kiss Zach on the lips in the next couple of hours and maybe get a taste of it. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to throw double two-hearted in there. Still, I still prefer the OG two-hearted, but double's pretty good. It drinks pretty good. Um, the other one that I'm going to throw in, I mentioned it earlier, is uh, Founders Oktoberfest. I haven't actually had it yet, but I'm like, that's a bold move for a brewery. I think that this is their first ever release in cans, and they, they put it in 15 packs. Um, have you seen that one? The new uh, Bavarian-style Meritzen from Bell no. or Founders? Yeah. It's in their 15 packs. Wow. All and right. I just saw stacks of them at, at Belmont by Notre Dame, and I'm like, ah, I should probably commit to that, but I'm not okay. not ready for it yet. And then the other one that I'm going to throw in there is my all-time favorite Oktoberfest, Sam Adams. All right. And I swear by it, too. I swear by it. Two uh, Meritsons and a double. Uh, I'm going to throw in because my wife and I went out and actually had uh, drinks out for the first time in a long time uh, nice. last weekend. And one of them, we went to LaSalle Kitchen and Tavern, and they had on a double IPA that I probably hadn't had in five years. The Chill Wave Double IPA from Great Lakes. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. <clears throat> yeah, I want to say this is one of the first double IPAs I remember drinking. Maybe. But it's like just, ever, ever in the history of you drinking? Yeah, I, yeah, maybe. Or it's one of the first ones I really remember thinking, "Wow, this is this is some powerful, powerful stuff." But yeah, it's it's funny because you you know you get used to the the hazy double dry hop double IPA we're all we're all drinking now. But this is a classic, like caramely malty double IPA in a West Coast style. And man, it's just it's strong. No place will give you a full pint, and, and it's it's ten something <laughs> percent. So they they shouldn't. But it's all about who you know. Yeah, and I forgot how great that was. Another one I had there was the Tangerine Space Machine from New Holland. Oh, I have—I don't think I've ever had that one. Is that good? Yeah, it's it's a ta- it's a Tangerine IPA. But what struck me most about it was how creamy and th- it wasn't thick, but it was just full of body. I don't, I don't know if that's even making sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it was just—you would drink it, and you, instantly your mouth was like, it was you know, it was something like a creamsicle. Yeah. Yeah, and it was and it was still pretty light. It was, it was sessionable. It's not going to you know sit you on the couch for the rest of days. And the the last one I'm gonna throw in, and I think I texted you when I saw the last four pack on my end of town. Yes, but when when uh, Old Nation first announced they were going to re release M43, the strawberry M43, anybody who posted on Facebook, I'm like, yo, I won't, I won't, get at me. <laughs> and then uh, and then slowly it rolled out on my end of town. I thought, oh, all right, I can buy a couple of four packs because the last time it came out. Uh, Old Nation wasn't available in Indiana. Remember that? Yeah, and it was a brewery-only release, right? Or was it... You had to go to... 
I don't I forget what you had to do to get it, but I only wound up with one can of it. Okay. So I'm able to appreciate it more now that I can get four like I think I've had eight cans of it in the last uh week and a half. And did it, you share it with us last year? Or maybe I did. Prior. I, I feel think like, like had to be I think like the last time we had it, five or six of us split one can. Yeah. Yeah. It was a particularly sad can share, but we were like, We gotta try it, we gotta try it and see what it's like. But yeah. um uh, I've had a couple of friends say it's not it's not as strawberry y as the last edition was. Oh, okay. I can't really tell the difference. It's still great. It's got that classic M forty three flavor with the strawberry twist in the nose and the, and on the back end. So I'm gonna throw that in for my pick six and uh really I just wanted to brag that I got a bunch of it. Lucky. Yeah, one of my friends brought tw- bought twelve four packs. Oh my gosh. I know. I was like, whoa. So dude. no limit on that one. Uh he knew a guy who knew a guy who oh, gotcha. ran okay. the store. Yeah. There so, are no rules when it comes to beer acquisition. You know, lie, cheat, steal, <laughs> do whatever you have to do. Remember the guy who was he spending down at the uh, KBS at one time? We were buying it at the back of his car. Oh yeah. yeah. Awesome. Not our most proud moment, but there's our pick six for this week. We have to split one here in just a moment. Yeah, yeah. and I'm pretty pumped because you this one was uh, the split one this week was gifted to us by a friend of the show. Yeah. Um Aaron from Westwind Brewery, he was telling us about this one. I think he, he might have mentioned it when we were hanging out there with him, but um, he drove up to Detroit to get this from uh, Arbor Brewing Company, and it's called A Girl Named Egypt. It's um, it's in m- memory of uh, somebody that was close to the brewery, um, and they actually donate proceeds from it to... Uh, issues that were kind of important to her. So they donate to music scholarships, animal welfare, victims of domestic abuse. And her story is actually pretty interesting. But if you want to check it out, go to arborbrewing.com. This is a double white IPA. Now, I've never had first. a double white IPA. And it says it's a double white IPA that is mixed with spices and clocks in at a 9%. Ooh, I have never actually had a double white IPA, too. I think this is a first. I've had a white IPA. You don't get a real heavy, you don't get a real thick, anything particular out of the nose. I mean, it's not you think a lot of spice you're gonna think get overwhelmed but that's yeah. not the case i get more hops like the maybe the magnum or mosaic hops from that your neighbors probably think we're psychos dipping our noses in our beer what are those yep. idiots doing have they ever heard of covid yeah they're probably like this is they're some podcast i bet yeah it's a radio show back off guys. yeah <laughs> uh so um, what's your initial impression you just took a drink mm, very fruity it's interesting and they kind of use you get the orange peel and the peach, yeah, from that. and you get it on the ray at the very end. Mm. That's really interesting. What is the what is a double white? What what is a white IPA even? I want to say a white IPA comes from the type of yeast that they use. Like okay, they use the um, like a uh, a vit beer. Um, so like because we've we've had white stouts before. Oh yeah, um, that is a little bit different because the white stout they typically just use the the grains that have been like roasted like a stout, okay. but then it, it's it's nice and kind of a, has that kind of amber color like a, a typical beer. But this, I think that they actually use a, a yeast, and I I don't don't quote me on this, but I want to say that they I'm use definitely going to quote you. On I this. know, but like a, a polliner, you know, like a yeah yeah like okay a Oberon, All like right. a wheat beer, but then they maybe use that for the. Uh, this is great. I feel like school's in session, Professor Miller. I I know I. It, I learned a little bit from my brother. I'm nowhere near as close to him as far as his brewing expertise goes or anything like that. But um, this is funny too because it's nine yeah. percent. You can't taste any. You cannot mm. taste any booziness or, or suspect that this is this anything stronger than normal beer. This is delicious. This will get you in trouble though, for sure. Um, and this is my first. I want to say Arbor Brewing beer that I've ever had. I, I don't think I've had one either. So this is uh, this is a pretty great first outing. So thank you to Aaron for donating for this week's. Uh, 
pick or this week's split one. Yeah. And now, <laughs> now I got to slow down. I'm usually falling into the Zach trap now late in the show. <laughs> um, if you have any beers you want us to try to split one, it could be something we've had before. Throw some fresh eyes on. Maybe it's one of your all-time favorites. You want to know what we think of it. Just uh, shoot us a Facebook message. Tweet us at, uh, at Music to My Beers, and we'll run about acquiring it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll always take donations. Yeah. We're cheap like that. But we'll just run out and grab it. And then, Especially if you got any Pliny hookups, you know? Yeah. Love to split one of those. Any uh, Northeast Hops, bro. Yeah. Northeast Haze we're always down for. But if you've got something in mind, or maybe you want to get... Maybe you want our opinion on it before you take the plunge yourself. We'll be the guinea pig and, uh, and split one here on Music to My Beers. Music to My Beers on Real Rock 1039 The Bear. I think this is the portion of the program where my um, my cheeks get a little rosy. Yeah, little, we've had a couple of, of good ones today. We have. Yeah, we had the Founder Solid Gold, one of my favorite lagers. That clocks in at 4.4. And then we had this one from Arbor, a girl named Egypt, thanks to our buddy Aaron. That clocks in at 9%. So... A pretty good show, my boy. Pretty mm-hmm. good show. And I don't think any of your neighbors are calling the cops. No. We're broadcasting no. Uh, from Zach's backyard this week as part of our backyard series. Yeah. And um, and so so with news and notes, we've actually got some stuff going on, some things that we can look forward to. Okay. I'm excited. Um, one of those is at Hop Station this coming Wednesday. They're doing musical bingo. Have you ever done that before? I have not. I haven't either. I've done uh, music trivia, but I've never played where, like, you play my song and it's on the card and stuff like that. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, that, I've, I've never done that. It's interesting. And Any, you want to get out? Anything you can do and not concentrate too hard on and also talk with your friends and dick around, like, I'm all yeah. for that. Yeah, is that your song? You got that song? You yeah. That song? That's kind of fun. Um, the other thing that is going on is Creature Comforts. I love them. I did not have any when I was in Georgia a couple weekends ago, um, but Tropicalia is the one that they're known for. Yeah, yeah. Now they've gone from Athens to. Uh, L.A. Home of R.E.M. to home of Motley Crue. Motley Crue. So they're going to open up a brewery and a tap room in L.A. to start competing with some of those West Coast IPAs. Have, have they moved the entire operation? No, they're they're actually going to have two operations okay. now. So, right. and, and I know that's a popular thing. Like Sierra Nevada did it the opposite, where they had their West Coast and then went East Coast. Yeah, and Oscar Blues did it as well, where they had they were in Colorado and then they went down to what North South Carolina somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. And so what always happens with that is that then we start getting distribution. So I'm hoping that this could be a cue for hey, let's get these guys up north here in, in the Midwest and let's start drinking some of their stuff because I would totally get Tropicalia. Yeah, and I think the beer industry is getting a little bit better at realizing that you know. It, Everything should be available everywhere. It really should. Like yeah. e- even now, you know, we had the, that year and a half, two years where you couldn't get Old Nation down in Indiana, but now you can get it just about anywhere. Yeah, that and um, um, uh, oh, man, I'm blanking. Shorts, shorts, where it was just available in Michigan, and then it started coming down south here. Yeah, they realized there are only so many beer drinkers <laughs> in Michigan, but guess what? There's 49 other states that have beer drinkers in them, and we all love beer. Yeah, um, it's easy to take a stance like Michigan only when you're only you know. When you're a tiny little brewery, would you get big Hyper enough? For local, yeah. Would you get big enough, and you're, it's you got to branch out. I would sell out. It's a yeah. It's a long, long standing opinion of the show. If you had a chance to sell out, absolutely sell out. Do it, do it. Hire us as like your marketing team or yeah, something. Yeah, sell out. Get your family set up and enjoy the rest of your ride here on planet Earth, man. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, and then, did you know that Dogfish Head had an inn, like a hotel that you could go and stay at? I did. I didn't know that. I, I had no idea. And it's it's in the states, isn't it? It's in uh, Delaware. So it's in this place called Lose, Lose, Delaware. You got to go to Delaware, huh? Delaware. I'm in Delaware. I know. <laughs> um, but they also offer activities now at 
At, so if you're going to actually plan on going to take a, a vacation over in Delaware, they've got activities and excursions. If you're planning on taking a vacation in Delaware. I know. When was the last time anybody said that? I think that's probably why they opened it there, because there's no other reason to go. Like They're like, we need a reason to people visit scenic Delaware. I think they want a Revolutionary War tour. Basically, one of the yeah. nifty, like the th- nif- fifty nifty United States from those thirteen original colonies. Yeah, and that's about it. It was I, the first. It was the first, right? The first colony, maybe. Was it the first state or the first state? That's maybe where. It, yeah, somewhere my social studies teacher is pouring herself a big drink right now. I'm sorry, Mrs. Ross. Hopefully, it's an Arbor Brewing Company. Right, right. Girl named Egypt. <laughs> hey, we know nothing about Delaware. Cool. Well, you mentioned Wayne's World just a bit ago. That's like, literally all I know. <laughs> We're in. Paul Revere, is this that? Was that this? Pennsylvania, maybe? I, I don't know. They all bleed together. You know, you, you got Rhode you know, Island, you got Delaware, you got Connecticut. They shouldn't allow states to be that small. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're ever planning a trip to Delaware, now you've got activities to do, different excursions through the uh, Dogfish Inn um, uh, Brewery, or Dogfish Inn. I hotel, heard they have taps hotel. in the room. That would be amazing. Yeah, I would. I would get the suite if there's taps in the room. Yeah, they said unlimited drinking. Warning to room service: I may be nude when you get here. I thought that was thunder. It's just a neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Um, yeah, so that's all I got for news and notes. All right. Well, then, uh, hey, I got to thank you for having everybody over your backyard. It was quite the uh, the nice scene over here. Yeah, isn't it pretty cool? It's uh, it's not too bad. I like this backyard series. We should we should continue doing it at least for the the time. We should being. start showing up to people's backyards that didn't invite us. <laughs> like we'll hey, go to Jason. Honey. We'll go to Jason Lee's backyard next week and be like, dude, what's up? There's two guys in the back of your yard just broadcasting. Yeah, we'll just find a place that doesn't have a fence around it. Be like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's go up to Diamond Lake up in Michigan and just yeah. find somebody's house up there. You, are you cool? Do you have a a pontoon boat? Can we come out and do the show there? <laughs> I know that the tire rack people have places up there, so we can just... There we go. We've got to make friends with them. Or just find out where they're at and show up. And Yeah. If we, if we bring beer, we'll be welcome. Yeah. We'll bring a couple 24-packs cases. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Backyard Series for Music to My Beers. Uh, I am Warren Cluck. He is Zach Miller, and we will see you back here next week. Cheers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.